Welcome back to the Board Drill Podcast. As usual, my name is Kyle Bradburn. With me is my co-host, Matt Dixon. And tonight we have a special guest. We have Coach Dennis Thomas um, from Horizon High School. I got that right, correct? It is Horizon High School, right? There's no like tack on the end of it or anything like that? That is correct. Some people love Coach the... for attach horizon west to it and we are yeah. in horizon west area but it's horizon high school yes you're correct i don't know why i want to say tech after it coach like all week long i'm like yeah horizon tech why do i keep saying that i think what, um, you know, for me a commercial comes on at, at verizon and it sounds like horizon <laughs> and kind of techy but no <laughs> um so coach thomas is a two-time faca uh district coach of the year in 2022 and 2015 He's also the 2022 Orange County West Metro Coach of the Year. Um, so Coach has done a really good job, has been in that kind of Orlando area um, for you know a, f- a handful of years now. And he got to do something that a lot of us always wonder what we would do. And he got to basically open a brand new program at a brand new school. And we're having him on tonight to talk about that. Um, so first off, Coach, what in the world made you want to take on this task, this journey? That's a great question. I, I well, <laughs> I had a job and then I didn't have a job. So I had to find something else to do. And um to be honest, I was going over I went to Evans High School and I was going over to help a friend um that got the job there at Evans High School, Kennard Lang. And so I was going over there to work for him and everything was all peaches, I thought, and then I got offered a job. And, uh, you know, you think, well, I don't know, man, you know, cause I've taken, I haven't taken any easy jobs, uh, as far as the head coach <laughs> jobs go. And, uh, you know, I've taken projects and, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. This is, this is crazy, man. We're starting from scratch, you know, <laughs> we're not going to have much, any seniors. Um, I don't want to do this, but as soon as, uh, I was offered the job, I pretty much took it because I just knew that this is what I am, <laughs> you know, this, I'm, I'm a football coach. I'm a head coach. It's what I am. And, and I knew that's what I was. And, and if anything, the, the few weeks I got from Kennard was just enthusiasm. And he just kind of, you could see the excitement coming out of his pores. And I'm like, man, I, I need to get some of that. So, you know, he, he taught me some of that. I thought in the, those couple of weeks and yeah, I was ready to go. I was ready to go again. And so that's why I feel like I have some experience doing it. Uh, Learned, you know, we helped open a Coey High School, you know, when that opened up uh, with Coach Daler. And so I saw it kind of happen. And I said, you know, all right, let's try it. And, you know, I'm blessed. You know, I, I came over here. I live over here. It's a beautiful area. The, man, the sky looks cleaner. The roads look cleaner. The the air is cleaner. It's just, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, hey, no, that's you, fantastic. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just going to go into the next question. Like, Coach, um, you know, when you take over a new program, there's obviously a vision you're going to have for that program. So can you kind of tell us how you define that vision and mission for your new program there at Horizon? Yeah. Um, you know, we have a couple things, but, you know, the the overall I think uh, umbrella is, you know, we know what a horizon is uh, definition, you know, it's the, where the sky meets the the ground, I guess, kind of, you're looking at, you're looking. So we're saying we want to, 
we want people to look to the horizon. We kind of look that, uh, make that cliche statement. And it's the idea of we want people to look at us. We don't want to be anybody else. We want people to look at us. We want to be the example. And so that's what we use. Um, other than that, I thought that the principle, uh, the original principle, Laura Busey, came up with a great uh, slogan for the school, and it's called Elevate the Pursuit. And so, you know, we say that before I say anything to the kids, you know, I say Elevate the Pursuit, and they say ETP. And what it means is basically to just elevate higher, um, strive for more. If you got a B, go for an A. You know, if you want to be a better player, you got to work harder. And, and that was my promise to them, the community and the players and all that, is that we're going to try hard um, to do things the right way and, and do more maybe than other people. So, you know, if it seems scary to do, uh, we try to do it, you know. <laughs> so we, um, you know, everybody talks about how, you know, what's the best way to film practice, right? This is an interesting story. So a drone. So I'm like, all right, let's go get a drone. And I, I've never been that way. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, uh, I'm kind of very similar to, you know, America, Russia, you know. Oh, you know, I mean, we we spent a million dollars to make a pen that would write in space. And then Russia just used a pencil. That's me usually. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, I, you know, I'm here at, you know, a great school. And I feel like, you know, we got to elevate the pursuit. We got to strive higher. Um, but yeah, sometimes it does, it hits you in the face cause we tried to use a drone and, um, we're on pretty close to Disney property. So guess what? We can't use drones. So. <laughs> well, coach, there, there actually is an answer for that as a certified drone pilot myself. Um, okay. you do, you have to get a part one Oh seven license and you have to make an L A A N C request every day that you want to fly. Wow. Um, you can get clearance for it. Uh, but you do have to go through, like I had to take an actual pilot's test. That was the hardest standardized test I've ever taken in my life. Wow. And so I don't know if we, we certainly will never have a pilot that listens to this, but if they do, God bless you. Because I've passed every school test, every coaching test, every teaching test <laughs> with barely even trying. I made a 71 on that thing. Out of, you had to make at least a 70. Wow. And I'll be honest with you, I thought I made a 50. And uh, and it was would have cost me another $175. So <clears throat> that is the answer. If you can get any of your kids to get an actual part 107 license, you'll be able to fly there. But um, good luck with that. It is tough, uh, but your kids are actually pretty smarter than me, so they'll, they'll probably be able to do it. Um, I, I like, I like it, how you can't run a drone up 30 feet, but Disney can shoot rockets into the sky every night for fireworks. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> but well, coach, usually I, that I, would scare me. Usually I would back away, but like I said, it's elevated pursuit, so I might have to try that. It was funny. Coach, I thought it was so fake the first time. I was like, no way. We can fly a drone. And then we try, and it just wouldn't go up. Coach, like, okay. they will not take off now. They have new uh, chips in them, and the software will not let it take off in certain areas. That's so amazing. I, I go through that daily. I do it on golf courses for a living now. Mm. And you'd be shocked at how many golf courses are next to airports. So Wow. Um, but, Coach, <laughs> you made a really good point I want to drop back to here. And you talked about when talking about elevating the pursuit and doing things you're scared of. I think that is a big piece of coaching today. So many coaches are so, you know, I don't want to call them scared, but they're so rigid and they don't want to embrace that change. And football has changed as much today, probably in the last five years, as it has in the last 20 before that. And so that ability to adapt to ongoing things in football, to new technology, to all this other stuff, I think is really important. So I love the fact that you talk about 
being real rigid in the past. And now you're like, look, we're, we're shooting for the stars. We're going to do whatever we need to do to be great. So I, I think that may be one of the best things I've already heard on the podcast. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so moving on to, to the piece of it. All right. So you got the job, you show up, there's probably not even a school there, correct? They're probably still in the process of building it. That, that's correct. <laughs> um, so what were your first steps? Are you, are at this point, are you trying to assemble your coaching staff? Were you just trying to get a lay of the land? Tell me about how that goes. Yeah, a lot of uh, things to remember there. But one thing I would say is is that when you are trying to, you know, create a football team from scratch, that's exactly what you want. And so everything you can think of, you guys as football coaches, um, you know what I'm saying. Like, you just oh, yeah. have to go to the beginning. And uh, we we started – we didn't have a school, right? So we're practicing. We're practicing before the school opened. We're practicing at Bridgewater Middle, which is right over there in uh, Independence area, which is basically very close to Horizon West. And we got an okay to even do it. And there's Portable City, man. Bridgewater Middle was one of the biggest middle schools in the nation, apparently, at one point. And that's wow. one thing about our area. It's supposed to be the fastest growing area in the nation as well. So that's a plus. But you had the principal, the bookkeeper, the AD, they're all in portables. <laughs> so I get hired. I leave, you know, where I'm working at school to drive over there, which is good 40, 45 minutes away. Um, but I was very flexible at the time where I can go over there and I get over there. And I guess the first thing is just uh, I had a great AD. You know, what's great is I didn't have to order everything myself. He kind of started. I wasn't hired right away. I was hired. Uh, I was, yes, maybe I'm one of the first employees hired as far as just the faculty, but I wasn't hired right away. I didn't know I wanted to do that, first of all. And so when that came about and I got the job, you're driving over there and you just, hey, you know, all this stuff just came. It's in this portable, <laughs> portable 99. <laughs> and, and you go over uh. there and and you get in the portable and you're looking at all the stuff, you're opening stuff, seeing what you have. You know, you're opening helmets, you're opening uh, wristbands, you're opening practice cloth. Because um, he did a great job in ordering for the most part, I would definitely say. Uh, very experienced AD. And then, you know, maybe you're help ordering things and, and things are kind of building up like, hey, you know, what do you want in the weight room? Oh, you know, let me call some people I know. And, you know, fortunately, I've been able to coach some guys that uh, have that job, you know, they're in the strength conditioning staff at places and I can ask them, Hey, what do you, what do you need in the weight room? You know, cause that's one of the big pieces for a football team. Um, as far as coaching staff, whew, you know, they don't make coaches like they used to. <laughs> Not uh, in this state, right? They go to Georgia. So so you, you, you know, it's a, it's a fun little thing you do when you're trying to create a staff. And I think as soon as you, you feel like you created the, the perfect staff, uh, somebody's leaving to go get a head coach job. So oh yeah, it's, uh, ah, man, you know, there's a lot of questions in there. I mean, uh, coaching staff wise, I could tell you how I operate. I, I try to coach or, or try to find family 
that's my first step. Um, I try to find family because if, if you can find family, um, things can't get too bad. If that makes any sense to you. When, yeah. when things hit the, the fire and you get into an argument, you get over it because you're, you're like family. Um, and then coaching to find coaches, uh, you know, and I heard my principal even says this, who was the next football coach was, this, which is wonderful because that, I've never had that before. Um, you know, he says, and I can't remember all the steps, but he basically says, you know, loyalty. And I don't know if loyalty is a, is a great word that I would use. Um, but dedication, loyalty, and the knowledge is the last thing, you know, you feel like you can teach a guy football. Um, but you can't teach them dedication. You can't teach them the loyalty of it, you know, to each other. And so that's kind of what I look for um, first and foremost, you know. Yes, it's wonderful to have guys who know the game. But, you know, if you want to know the game, I, that's almost bigger than, than knowing the game. How, how many times, you know, you, these young guys now, they think they're, they just got fresh out of college. They think they know everything. and they know nothing, and <laughs> but they want to be coordinators right away. And you know how many guys yeah. just feel so high and mighty, and they don't go to coaching clinics anymore, and they don't want to learn. I, I think that's the biggest thing that we do, man. I just, I'm a football junkie, man. I just, I love football so much. I go to clinics for no reason. I, I know a guy, Tom Haggerty, who goes to football clinics, and he doesn't even coach football anymore. He just goes, and, and you know, I know that's going to be me <laughs> one day. So that's yeah, that's, that's probably me and Matt. We've that's that's Matt that's what I, I do. We've already talked about how to sneak into Glacier and just set yeah. up a podcast um, yeah. for coaches when we're there. So don't be shocked if you see us wandering around looking awkward because we definitely didn't pay to be there. So <laughs> Glacier, uh, you're not listening, but if you are, just let us in for free. Um, yeah. But coach, yeah. that you make a great point. Me and Coach Aver, who's been on the podcast before, and Coach Dixon talk about this all the time on hiring coaches. It's almost better to find a guy who's really, really good with the kids and really good at developing relationships. And I can teach that dude football, mm -hmm. right? I can teach that young guy football. But if I get an older guy that thinks he knows, you know, even if he is a good coach, thinks he knows everything, doesn't want to develop relationships, he can be a lot more harmful to my program than a young guy that doesn't know any ball. And Absolutely. so that, that is an important piece there, coach, that I completely agree with you on. Absolutely. Um, Matt. Do you have anything to add? I mean, you're, Matt, you're the head coach guru here. So when you talk about hiring young coaches and stuff, you know, I was only a head coach for a year. I was super unsuccessful. Um, but you you did it a lot better for a lot longer than I did. I think that Coach Thomas hit it right on right on the nose. There's a lot of young guys out there that, you know, it's it's pushing them to better themselves as coaches where they think that they have reached the pinnacle a few years and they've played Madden. They've watch college football, you know, they watch, and we talk about it all the time. You know, you got to pull those guys in, you got to get them on the board and make them explain the concepts to you and, and try to develop internally. Um, where if, you know, they don't, they won't go to clinics, they won't do that to get better themselves. They become uh, a hindrance on your program. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, all right, coach. So you kind of talked about, um, equipment needs and things like that. So I know your AD, you talked about him doing a good job of that and talked about some things. Were there any things that like really late in the process, you were like, oh crap, we have to order this? Like things that, you know, you're like, we completely forgot about this because it was new and we're so used to having it. 
Oh, man, I, you know. I know I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> no, um, I'm just trying to, I don't know about that too much. I do really think he did a good job. I think that some hiccups, um, knee pads, we we had knee They're pads. That's the eternal hiccup. <laughs> Kyle's a big knee pad guy. <laughs> we We had knee pads, but they were some juicy Big old knee pads. Big ones, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, who ordered these? Like, where did these come from? And so, you know, here we are cutting. Man, it, but you know what? Um, Going back to my somewhat old ways, uh, pinch a penny a little bit, and we, man, we used them suckers for two years, cutting yeah. them into shape and all that. Oh, yeah. You know, we had so many. <laughs> um, Coach, Coach Dixon talks about the knee pad thing because I talk about this all the time. I, I commonly refer to it as my only success as a head coach was, and this is a true story, Coach. We did not lose one knee pad when I was a head coach. Not one knee pad. That is, now, that is. We that, also only won one game. Yes. With, with how many players? We now we only had nineteen players, Coach. Okay. So I, it's not too much of a brag. Oh, well. <laughs> I was at a real small private school uh, during COVID, so it was real fun, but. So coach, yeah, you get big... the job, you get the job, you get there. What was one thing you really were excited to imprint on the school that you could kind of call your own? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm just a, uh, for the lack of a better word, I'm very into fun things, you know, kind of religion maybe you know, if you want to make it that way. So, so, you know, when I was a celebration, I saw the logo on the school and I says, man, uh, yeah, I can't use that. I can't put that on a hat. So we changed the logo or I changed the logo. I, you know, one thing I pat myself on the back for, you know, I don't want to boost my head too much, but that logo we create, I created, <laughs> you know, so that was, that's the thing about a new school is you feel like you have a lot of things to create. Um, people talk about the culture of the school and, you know, I was at a school before where, man, they had a long history of not being good. And, and I found that really difficult to change, but this school doesn't have any of that. We're just creating it. We're creating culture. Um, and we talk about climate. We don't talk about culture. We talk about climate. How you feel right now? You know, so, you know, what's going on right now? So, you know, things like that, I, I just, and and this time around, I just felt like I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be as goofy as I, I am. You know, I'm not going to be completely PC. I'm just, I'm going to be me. And so, yeah, we kind of, the Elevate the Pursuit, I love that we had, you know, I didn't have to do a bunch because we have a great, you know, motto, we have really cool colors, I think, in purple and orange, and I love purple already. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just kind of creating some type of, you know, we have this, at Celebration, I call it the SSTN, Strong, Smart, Tough, and Nasty, and so we kind of bring that. And I'm not really a a Star Wars fan, I'm a Darth Vader fan. <laughs> So, so we so we bring I'm a huge Star Wars fan, Coach. So I, I'm, Darth, I'm Darth Vader. Like if it doesn't have Darth Vader in it, it's like, hey, I'm probably not gonna watch that. So, <laughs> so um, you know, that's what we we you know 
dark side and all that good stuff and yeah kids kid shows up on our on our lawn you know the kids will look at me goofy i look at them goofy and what do we say you know welcome to the dark side <laughs> you know so that kind of <laughs> stuff it's just you know just just brings right. us some type of fun you know atmosphere to it i think is what i was really excited to do and coach being genuine with the kids is such an important thing and much like you're talking about early in my career, I wasn't very good at that. I was trying to be hard-nosed, tough, old-school coach. And, you know, we it, the job got done. But like you said, when I started loosening up and having a little more fun at practice and doing some things, it's like it got fun, more fun for everybody, too. And my relationships got better with the kids, too. And so part of that, you talk about the young coaches and growing up, part of that is realizing, hey, just be yourself. The kids are going to like you. And if well, you want to be around them and be genuine, they'll love you. The thing is, is uh, it's all a fit, um, yep. you know, because it's a fit here doesn't mean I'm a fit everywhere. You know, they may laugh me out of the building somewhere else, but at our <laughs> school, it's a fit. So it's all a fit and I fit here and they fit with me. And, you know, we don't have some kids that maybe some other people have, you know, our first year, you know, I'm, I'm deep down a nerd. And that's what we got. And so my our first year, we won. You know, they give you a plaque for having the best GPA in your classification. So year one, we got a state championship, and I, I paraded around with it. I'm like, hey, we're the only ones who had a state as, championship as you should, in Central Florida. <laughs> so, yeah, and it was in <laughs> academics, but it was something. So, yeah, absolutely, you got to be you. No, it's such a great point. All right, so let's fast forward. You are on your first set of practices. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Did you guys start, were you, did, did you do a spring session at all or were you just straight into fall? Yeah, I wanted to mention that because you had said something about having 19. So we, we started out there at Bridgewater High School, uh, or not high school, middle school. And, oh man, they had a, the portable city back there. They got like a track in the back and then a, it's a field <laughs> and it's uh it's not a bunch of grass but it's there's some grass and so we 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 started with 27 and we didn't end with 27 <laughs> and we had the 20 days we had the 20 days in the uh in the spring as as we get and yep. we're supposed to play the thought was we were supposed to play against the other new school, which is LBV. And it didn't happen because whatever we were going through, LBV was going through worse. Wow. So we, we start with 27. They couldn't field a team, you oh. know. And then, you know, part of this whole football thing is is matchups, right? Is matchups. So I remember that kind of didn't work out for us and so now the next thing is maybe you want to play toho um who i believe was a year older at the time or or no no they were a couple years older because deese was there and all that and they were and they had a successful year and they were but they were switching coaches and something about playing and i'm like Ooh, i don't know if we you know you know this we don't we don't have any seniors man we got we had 27. Now we're probably down to 22. Um, but you know what? Our kids did it. They did it uh, happily, you know, and we're, we're the, 
if people don't know, we're the relief school for Windermere. So that's one thing you're kind of um, dealing with there is you're dealing with, okay, there's a team that wasn't successful. They're good at everything else, I tell you what. They're really good at every other sport. But not that, not football. So anyways, <laughs> so so we're bringing, those are the kids we get. We're the relief school for them, and those are the kids we're getting, and so we don't know what we're going to see, right? And we get the 27, and we go through spring, um, you know, and, and we, you know, we manage. I think one of the, the biggest things I want to talk about too, though, is that, that spring, um, when we talk about coaches, I had a coach with me who I'm sure Matt, you've met and run into, um, Ike Wilson. And he was my DC at the last school I was at. Hmm. And Ike, um, came with me to be my OC and Ike had cancer for, you know, a long seven years that he bouted with it. And he, man, he did that spring with those kids. And it was almost like as soon as spring was done, um, he passed. He was like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm just man. happy to see this kind of start. And so <laughs> one thing uh, culture wise, we put on the back of our helmets is, is Ike, you know, just, it's just an Ike sticker. Yeah. You know, so just keep the memory of him alive and just, uh, you know, all have his strength because he that man had strength to go through cancer for seven years and never go to remission. And, uh, you know, he fought that whole spring. I mean, this man, I think the last practice he's coaching on a chair and we're scrimmaging <laughs> and we got to go over there and get the play. And I had to let him have it. <laughs> you know, you, Hey, y'all better go over and get the play. Um, so, so it was a very interesting spring. Um, and then, no, man, we, that's something I remember. We, our locker rooms, guess what they were portables. So yeah, <laughs> We had portable. We had an offensive portable, a defensive portable, um, little cubby holes where they put all their stuff in. It was kind of nice, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's a nice little clean oh. little thing. And At least then, you know uh, it's just yours, right, Coach? No one else should be in there. That is football's portable. Nobody's in that. Port- nobody's in that portable except us. A very nice little cubby hole. You, you know, you could we could turn on the smart board. Offense could be in one room. Defense could be in one room. Uh, I mean, you're looking at what you know. 12 and 12 (laughs) what it became so and then uh at the end of it all you worry you worry about those kids because these kids are again we we got the young version of windermere and i i remember a kid man he he got hit so hard (laughs) and so and so we had our version of a uh inner squad game and you had little bleachers out there and a few parents were out there watching and this kid gets blasted right in front of him. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and he got up, but anyway, <laughs> it's one where you just kind of duck your head and you continue on and hope everything's okay. And yep. Oh man. We, it's not like we're out there. I mean, there, we had athletic trainers sometimes, right? <laughs> it wasn't, wow. it wasn't every day, but we had it sometimes and, oh man, getting, finding the water all every day. And what an interesting time that was. Golly. Holy cow. Hats off to you, coach. That's that's a situation to be in that uh you know that there's not enough time to take care of everything and, and to get everything set up in the day for you as a coach when you when you have to you know, carry all those hats as trainer and coach and mentor and everything that you do. Uh it was it was very interesting. 
Um, but I do remember those days that, you know, we, I remember the first, first day we bring out the helmet. One of our coaches has the helmet behind his back. Bring, you know, they were, you know, it was great, fun, fun, exciting times like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was time to move to the school. You know, they had the school built, so we we're taking all our stuff over to the school. So, you know, our kids packed up because we were still there in the summer doing our summer workouts. We didn't have a weight room until huh. middle until the building opens, right? Middle August. Oh, wow. so school's open already. School's open already. And we can't get into the weight room. And you gotta love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you dealt with it. I really don't. (laughs) So, Coach, year one to year two, you guys made a tremendous stride in your program. Can you talk about that transition and what kind of culture you set at the beginning to to really make that transition from year one to year two? Um, you know, throughout this coaching thing, I think that you have to learn. It's hard, right? Because life is life. But you have to learn how to not have self-doubt, um, believe in yourself, basically, and believe in others. And so, you know, it's it's the work. That's what I always say. Everybody can have all their little pretty statements and all that good stuff. You know, one, probably one of my biggest statement is um, ability is great. Dependability is everything, you know. And so that's. I have that sign in two places. That's in the locker room and in the weight room. And really, because we're a new school and I haven't bought a bunch of signs, it's the only signs I got going. But <laughs> but um, it's really important. It's really important to me to, to, to make that statement. It's it's about the dependability. So And it's about the work. Um, you know, I think Floyd Mayweather has that. <laughs> he, he says hard work. You know, that's, that's really what it's about. Um, whether you know a bunch of football, there's some coaches out there that probably, you know, we say that's an old cliche term is they could, you could fit their knowledge in a shot glass, you know, but if, if <laughs> they know how to get again. kids to work hard, you know, that's what it is. You, again, I know that there's a, there's people out there that recruit and all that good stuff. I, not me. I don't even know how. So you get what you get and, and we got to work hard. You know, that's the thing that, is the common denominator in successful coaches is, is the work. How hard are you willing to work? And so that's what we get our kids to do is we feel like they work hard. Um, you know, we don't, a lot of people wait until January uh, after the Christmas break to start their off season, you know, workouts. Uh, we start after Thanksgiving. That's when we start. If we, get to that point where we go deep into the playoffs and we make it past that, then maybe we will go um, after Christmas break, but we haven't been there yet. So after Thanksgiving is when we start and then we do something a little to amp it up after Christmas break. So as far as um, starting, I think that's the biggest thing as we created is just the, the effort, the hard work that it's going to take to get where you want to get. And so you know, even in the past, I've I've only worked out maybe Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, three-day split, because in high school, it's hard. But nowadays, we go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Friday, heck, you play games on Friday, so you might as well get yourself prepared, right, on a Friday, mm-hmm. and make it a competition yeah. day as much as we possibly can. 
Um, but I think that my brain went into, all right, we're taking kids from a school that hasn't been successful at this game. What do we do differently uh, to maybe be successful? I don't want to pick on them at all. I'm just saying it's what I had to do, <laughs> you know. So, um, and I noticed they had been a spread team, you know, and I know, I know in this day and age, everybody thinks, everybody wants to be a spread. They think spread cures cancer. Well, I didn't think that way. So <laughs> I thought that, you know, we're going to keep the ball on the ground. We're going to try to be safe with the ball and try to compete. You know, here we are playing varsity football year one without seniors. So let's play some ball security, see if we can play some defense and compete. And you know what? Year one, for the most part, we did compete. There was a couple games that got out of hand on us, but for the most part, we competed and we won two games out of that. Um, one game was against our, you know, team that started the same year as we did in LBV, and the other team was our built-in rival, the kids that we took from Windermere. We beat them in year one, and so we felt we felt really good about that. And then when I was at a Coey, and we started up a Coey, that's how many we won at a Coey, too, year one. Um, now, it wasn't against uh, our crosstown or built-in rival West Orange, but <laughs> it was – it was two teams a that different. we, yeah, yeah, a little different, a little different. But it, but the, but guess what though? At a Coe, the next year we did beat West Orange, and then we beat West Orange for the next three four years. So, you know, there, there's something to that. And so anyway, going back to Horizon, you know, we win those two games, um, and we were really close in some other games. And then so you feel like, all right, next year we we're going to keep doing that. So yeah, we run the ball. You know, we we. I I talk to my kids all the time, but it's in Central Florida. There's a few teams that have state championships, and there's a few state you know teams that have won state championships recently. Uh, one of which is Popka, who won three under Rick Darlington. And so we run single wing. We're gonna we're gonna run this ball down your throat if we can, and we're gonna try to play defense. And don't get me wrong, if we got personnel to do other things, we do, but. Uh, man, and, and I'm not one of these guys who sit there and, and try to make myself right all the time. But when you watch, you watch, and it's like, man, this is why we do what we do. You know, you watch Florida State and Jordan Travis. You watch college football. They lose a quarterback. And then in college football, you lose a quarterback, and your offense just pees down their leg. What the heck's a high school offense going to do when you lose a quarterback? Therefore, again, that's another reason we run single wing. I don't really need a traditional quarterback to do it. Um, and again, it's, it's, yeah, it's ball security a little bit. Um, and it, tell you what about single wing, if you're not prepared for it, this will oh, be yeah. a long day. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So anyway, and, and that's what we do. And I really think that's part of why we've been successful. We, we believe in what we believe in. So year two, fast forward, we won seven, um, and then fast forward past that, they called our district, according to Max Preps, which, you know, Max Preps isn't always right. But according to Max Preps, it was the seventh hardest district in the nation because the three teams we lost to was the three teams in our district. And our district is the show. Let me tell you, it's ridiculous. How mm -hmm. they put it in that yep. district. Huh. For like... those of you listening, <laughs> his district includes Wakaiva, Edgewater, and Jones. If you're from Florida, those are three names you know no matter where you live. There are great teams all over this state. 
I'm a Jacksonville guy. I know those three names very well. So <laughs> I definitely looked at myself in the jump. mirror one day and said, who dislikes me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's you doing in a past life, right, Coach? Yeah, who put us in this? This is out, out of control. So, Coach, it's it's so funny you talking about the single wing. Obviously, um, I don't know whether you know this or not, but you got Matt really excited because Matt is an O-line coach through and through. He would run the ball every down if he could. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, you had to just absolutely um, – mention my Seminoles and bring up heartbreak all over again. So I, we, well, I'm we a Seminole fan too. So I was, I was pretty, I'm still feeling it. So <laughs> yeah, coach, we, uh, uh, we can't talk about it on this podcast, my reactions yeah. to the college yeah. football playoff, but needless to say, I, I hope Kirk Herb street, um, <laughs> cries a little more. Um, so coach talk about it. We, we talked about, you know, going through and starting it up and equipment and all this stuff. How about fundraising? Uh, what have you had to do fundraising wise to obviously start up a new program? Cause I'm guessing, I, I know they probably buy all your gear, but then past that, the bank account's probably not super full. Um, and you have to do all these other things, right? You got to buy coaching gear and you have a banquet and you have all these other things. So talk about how you were able to fundraise in that first couple of years um, as well. And what, what kind of ideas you came up with? Uh, so year one, I feel really blessed as you know, we, we didn't have to do too much year one. Um, you know, you get all these grants or whatever you get to be able to just start your program. And so that's what we did. Um, so year one, I don't think was, was too bad. You know, we, we were able to start a program and I think we got most of what we needed. Um, now after that, look, I, I've been to some programs and, and I, again, I went to Evans high school. So, uh, yeah, the, we're blessed over here. <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can, uh, we fundraise and, and we do, we do pretty doggone well. Um, and, but it is a challenge because, you know, nowadays, especially in Orange County, they don't give you any gate, you know, back when I was yeah, at celebration, that's... I got a, for the first couple of years of celebration, I got a hundred percent of the gate. Wow. And, yeah. My AD looked at me and was like, how do you have this much in this account? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and, um, and so then he started, you know, asking for some money for things. And then you go to another school and they, you know, you got like 80% of the gate and then now I get zero gate. And so, it's crazy. you know, your AD or the athletics, they'll, they'll pay for, uh, helmet reconditioning, you know, footballs, you know, things like that. Um, but other than that, you have to do it on your own. And so, you know, we use vertical rays. Um, I've, I've been really creative in the past. Um, in the past, I remember doing a big, my last school, man, we did this big, one of my best friends is, uh, is Matt Morgan. And, um, mm. <laughs> and so he's a, you know, W X W W. I don't know how we became friends. I think we became friends that way. <laughs> we are just doing something for kids and, and he, uh, anyway, he did a big wrestling event because we were trying to raise money for helmets. And that was pretty cool. But at this school here, you know, we've, we kind of do vertical rays and they do well. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I, I, I do remember the wrestling event you guys put on. I was pretty jealous about that. That was, that was, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty awesome event to get your kids hyped up and to raise money. And, uh, you know, you guys can get involved with it too. And, uh, that, I thought that was an excellent idea. Yeah, it was, there it you was, go. If you're out there. If you're out there and looking for crazy fundraising ideas, we're actually going to do an episode on this. 
So, Coach, that's one we're going to write down. Um, we're getting a bunch of coaches to give us crazy fundraising ideas. I'm bringing one of the top fundraising uh, guys here in Jacksonville on. So we're definitely going to do an episode just on all like the best fundraising ideas in the state of Florida that people can come up with. So, Matt, you know, write that one down so we can bring up a wrestling event. Oh, yes. I got it down. Hey, Coach, the 80% you said, was that your school in Seminole County? Yes. I got zero in Seminole County. So Zero. Listen, I would zero. love to tell you that it was um, – always 80%. It was said that it was 80%. Right. But it, yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed like it changed at times. <laughs> so it always does. We've, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I've gotten this argument with many people about how everyone thinks football just gets everything. And, I, and I'm like, I don't think you understand how much money it costs to run a football program. Yeah. And unless you've been a part of it, no one knows. And you're yeah. always like, Oh, you're walking around this and you get this fancy stuff and all. I'm like, oh, I work a hundred extra hours a week. I think I can get a pair of Nikes. Thanks bud. <laughs> Um, so that's always something I got into it with people with, uh, so coach, um, can you talk about, and I'm not, I don't want to be like too negative here, but can you just bring up maybe a couple setbacks that happened in the first couple of years and how you overcame that? Like something that you just weren't expecting or something that went wrong. Obviously you brought up one in spring practice. Um, that is, that's a crazy story. And we're very sorry to hear that. Um, me and Matt have a friend that's near and dear, um, that also passed away from cancer. He's, he's wearing his hat, Tyler Lampy. So um, but can you, besides that one, can you talk about any other setbacks that happened and how you guys overcame it as a unit, um, and as a school? Yeah. Uh, tough, man. I'm, I'm so we're here to ask the tough glass questions. half full, you know, but I would definitely say the weight room, um, not being available early. That's huge. Yeah. Um, you're trying to get your kids, you know, again, here we are taking, Windermere kids and we're taking the young version of them and so it's very important to get in there right away so that was probably a, a huge setback because we weren't able to get in there in the summer um and we weren't able to get there really till after the season is where we really made strides so i would say that's the biggest um setback and then apart from that um just a bit, the built-in setback is you got what you got. You know, we, we don't yeah. have – I had two seniors year one. And the reason we had two seniors is because they decided to homeschool and mm. they had brothers on the team. And the parents no are like, why would we have these, you know, kids go to two different schools? So we yeah. had mm -hmm. two. Um, one played quarterback for us and one was like uh, – uh, fullback linebacker type and so that's the I think that'd be the biggest within itself is just starting from scratch like you're starting having no seniors having kids I remember going over to <laughs> Windermere and the 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 tack was okay you know coach Thomas is going to go over here you know my AD tells me hey I need you to go over there in Windermere one day and they're going to, after spring practice, after the specific practice, they're going to send over to talk to you, the kids that are supposed to go to Horizon. And I'm like, this sounds like a setup. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. So I'll do it. So I, and then I remember Ike even said that. Sounds like a setup. I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> so I go over and I watch them practice. And then at the end, I probably got five kids come over and talk to me. 
And I'm like, this is outrageous. How, how are their coaches not losing their minds over it? Like, um, we're going to have a coach come into our practice? and I think they weren't losing their minds because they, they were part of the setup. They were like, oh, we're going to make sure minimal kids go over there and talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Situation so, they could control. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that's the biggest one right there is just starting with 27 in Bridgewater, you know, and uh, it, it was tough, you know, but, and you have to figure out how to get numbers without recruitment. Um, so I ran around and yeah, I, I did all kinds of, I'm not a social media guy. You know, I looked back and said, man, what can I do different? And I kind of became a social media guy. <laughs> so, so, but again, I, I saw at a, at a clinic, this guy was talking about how, man, I don't know anything about this. I'm like, me either. And, you know, I'm listening to him and he says, all I'm going to do is all I do on social media is, is basically say, Horizon's great. And I'm like, yeah, I, I could do that. And so that's what kind of what we do is, is we just horizons great. And, and so other than that, but kids do see it. They do. Cause they're, they're heavy on that stuff. You know, I, I did get out there to CFYFL practices, but that was easy, man. I'm a football junkie. Like I said, so I went out there and watched some, you know, I think they were looking at me weird too. They were like, why is coach out here at flag football? <laughs> it's why he doesn't mm-hmm. know this flag why is coach out here at practice? You know, but every but, little, but those count. kids see it. Those kids That's see it. it. The kids see it. The parents see it. They see your interests. They see your intent. And uh, I think it goes a long way for the marketing and branding of your program that you're out there pushing yourself, representing your brand and um, showing those players and kids that you care. You want to help. That's it. And and with branding, you said, you know, very important. I, mean, I had a coach. He's a, you know, he's a coach. He's one of those guys who said he's not a heavily football guy. He's got some other expertise, but he wants to coach. And he's, he's going to something, you know, a college or whatever he happened to be going to. He says, coach, I'm going to this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Should I wear Horizon gear? Yes. 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 <laughs> Always. So, and he says, man, it was great because somebody just came right up to me and said, Hey, Horizon, I heard of you guys. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I remember, I think, Glazier, two years ago, I saw you and your whole staff, and it was just nothing but a sea of orange and purple. Yeah. It was great to see. It's pretty. <laughs> it's, it, it's it, well, yes, it's, it's a, that orange and purple is very eye-catching. <laughs> That's the word. It stands mm-hmm. out. It definitely it stands out. It definitely does. It definitely does. Perfect. Uh, so, Coach, we always end every podcast with the same question, and eventually coaches are going to start listening to this podcast and, and catch on to it. But until then, we Uh-oh. surprise everyone with it. So here we go. Yeah. Coach, we ask every coach, what is the most unique thing your program does or what is the best thing your program does that no one else does? Man, okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Um we catch everyone with that, so don't worry. You can take a minute to think about it because everyone <laughs> we ask that to, they look at me like I can't believe you just put me on the spot there. But I would I wish you was still doing the professional wrestling every year. That'd be that'd yeah, be good stuff. I mean, coach, that's a that's a pretty darn good one. You know, hey, we had a pro wrestling tournament, but you know, you know what's I, just or something unique, yeah. 
yeah, I think it's just the 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 hawk. You know, we are the hawks and the dark side persona that we just kind of live up to. You know, uh, I still call the defense. So, you know, everything that we do, we try to make it fun for kids, and we try to own that. So, you know, a call uh, would be. Uh, you know, some type, some type of hot call, you know, I'm calling claw, you know, yeah. talent, you know, something for the kids to, to make it very unique to just us so that you're calling the name uh, that pertains to us. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I showed up day one to uh first hitting practice. Maybe it was the first practice. I don't know. In a, in a Darth Vader helmet. Like we just, I own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, I own it. it man. And, oh man. Oh, homecoming. I had the helmet on and, and went through the banner and jogged in the middle of the field. And I don't know, some kid was doing something. We had a mallet. Like we, we do. And <laughs> we, we also are, are very um, into Ric Flair. <laughs> so love it. Yeah. So, you know, our kids do the Ric Flair saying every, every, uh, Every game, uh, one of my guys that I grew up with, he's a professional long drive champion. He, he won the professional long drive uh, championship for two years or whatever, and he got on social media for doing the Ric Flair saying. So he came wow. and spoke to our kids one day, and you know we we kind of have we have lots of fun, I guess is the is the overall of all that good stuff. I mean, I got a Ric Flair robe on the sideline. Do you? Yeah, you know, big play chain. It's awesome. Yeah, big play rope. And so I'm waiting on one kid to have that kind of energy to start doing the Ric Flair strut too. But they're they're too shy. Well, see, (laughs) coach, coach, you thought it was a hard question, and you may have come up with our most unique answer so far. So I I love every bit of that, and that's why we asked that question because we want coaches to be able to hear something really unique or really different that programs do, because I think that gives a great addition to this podcast. Everyone always asks like, Hey, how do you run quarters? And Hey, how do you do this? And we're going to get into X's and O's on later episodes, but we really want to talk about the unique things that help coaches. And believe it or not, your answer may help some coach to realize, Hey, I can be myself and we can be a little goofy and we can do that and have fun. So I love that answer, coach. I'm I'm super thrilled with it. That was probably the best thing you could have come up with right there. So that's that's a great job of answering that question. Uh, Matt, do you have any parting thoughts here? No, I just think he's doing a fantastic job over there at Horizon High School. And uh, you know, I was glad you were able to come on the podcast, speak to us today. Really unique perspective. Not every coach gets to start their own you know football program from the ground up. And uh, I think it, being in that unique situation – and having the personality, positivity, you know, you're the right guy for the job. And um, hopefully our our listeners can pull some things from that and see how that positivity speaks to the kids. Perfect. Yeah, Again, you. Coach, thanks for, thanks for joining us. We hope you have a great night. And uh, maybe uh, a little later on we'll get you on and we'll talk some X's and O's of defense because I love talking defense with coaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you all. All right. Thanks, coach.